before we dive into the word, you know who I am. Before we start today's word, um, what is your guys' favorite animals? Um, animal, yes. Next slide. Okay. Um, so this one up here is my favorite. It is the it's a, it's the Pachyrhinosaurus. Is that a cupcake? No, it is not. Um, uh, it's the Pachyrhinosaurus. Pachyrhinosaurus. Its name means thick horned lizard. Yeah, because of the obvious uh, thick nose it's got. Um, it weighed about two to four tons and it was about 16 to 24 feet long. And I didn't really he hear anybody else's answers. Does anybody have any serious answers? Oh, favorite animal. Mine is just happens to be a dinosaur. A sloth? Frogs? A cat? Owl? Otter? Otter's a good one. I agree with that one as well. So, <laughs> um, on to the next thing. Do you guys know how many species there are in the world? Any guesses? I'm going to guess like 30. Yes, but I'm looking for a number. Um, yeah, if you give me the box, you can get a piece of candy. Less. Okay, I, Caitlin, what did you say? We haven't even discovered them all. True, true. There's been an est. There's been an estimated 1.7 million species of animals on this earth right now. I mean, that's a lot, you know. But that was also discovered in 2011, so it's a few years out of date. Um, but there's been an estimated total 5 to 50 billion animals and organisms that have ever existed on the earth. That's a lot. Imagine being Noah trying to go and count all those animals as they're walking two by two on the ark. He obviously missed a couple because they're not around today. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and careful. Yes, God doesn't miss any. No, I know. But God wasn't the one who was counting, it was Noah. <laughs> in all seriousness, no. in all seriousness, can you guys even think of five billion things to begin with? I know I certainly can't. I don't even think I've had that many thoughts before. That, that doesn't count. And I said billion. I don't know where you're getting out by that. Anyway, <laughs> um, on to the next one. I'm going to talk about some of these animals I've seen before, or I guess I haven't seen, but some of these really unique ones. So the first one behind us is the Dumbo octopus. It's pretty cute, right, guys? The Dumbo octopus, yes, because of its uh, little ears it's got on the top of its head. It's not actually the same one from Finding Nemo, but they're very similar. Uh, some fun facts about it is they don't have any ink sacs and they don't move with jet propulsion, unlike most cephalopods. They also swallow the prey whole in one gulp and they can change the color kind of like chameleons. Oh. I mean, it just, it just kind of eats things. 
<laughs> um, they live at the bottom of the ocean floor where they might fall prey to this next animal, the goblin shark. Um, it's pretty ugly looking, right, guys? You know? That's not a hammerhead. That's a goblin shark. What'd you say? Yes, a face only a mother could love. Um, they have pink skin, and this is because their skin is translucent being that low in the ocean. So you're not actually seeing their skin. You're seeing their blood go through their body, which gives off this pink hue towards it. Their mouths can launch forward when they're attacking prey, allowing them to get a better grip of it. You can kind of see it in the photo itself. Its mouth is kind of, you know, more outwards. Yeah, it's a, kind of like a Pinocchio shark, you know, but the sharks don't lie. Um, the goblin shark, you know, because it kind of looks like a goblin. Don't you know, John? Okay, anyway. <laughs> well, now you have seen one. See, you're learning something today. You're welcome, John. <laughs> uh, the next... The next one is going to be a video, and I don't know if it's going to show up. The creature you guys are going to see behind you is called the Cow Nose Ray, and it's pretty cute looking. The Cow Nose Ray. That's its face. Uh, you guys can actually go down to Idaho Falls to the aquarium there, and you can actually have a really lucky experience with going and feeding for them. It's only like 25 cents to go feed them a little shrimp. Um, but pretty cute, you know. Exactly, you know, yeah. The next creature is the platypus. Everyone knows what a platypus is. Now, a duck robot. Well, I mean, some say it's a duck trying to escape a beaver, but like... Popular to contrary belief, platypuses can't actually fight crime. It's been debunked, guys, so you're not going to see them doing anything like that. Um, they're, they're pretty weird, yes. Well... <laughs> no. Huh? Oh, well, okay, let me talk about this one, then we'll do that real quick. Um, so, some really, unique, some really unique things about the platypus. Um, they lay eggs, they're venomous, they don't have a stomach, they glow in the dark, and they sweat milk to feed their young. It's just as if God had all these spirit box on the table and he was making everything, and he kind of threw them together and crumbled them up, and thus was the platypus. So now, because you guys are being honorary about it, who brought their paper Bible today? And I need to actually see it. Caitlin, that counts as one. I said it only counts as one. You should have been paying attention. <laughs> You borrowed somebody's, I know you did. That was for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you guys are. I've already, I've already thrown one at you. 
what'd you get? Okay, take a look at those then. Okay. Did you guys bring yours up there? Who? I'm pretty sure you guys have like traded around like three times, so. You did? Okay. Um, now, where were we at? The next one on the list. I, you gave that to him, but I'm gonna. Yeah, see, then I'm gonna count it anyways, though. So the next, the next one on our list is a red panda. These are really stinking cute, guys. They've got some at Zoo Montana in Billings, so if you ever are on that way out there, you can go and see the red pandas. Um, while they are red, they aren't actually pandas. They're more closely related to raccoons, which we're all kind of familiar with. Um, but mostly, but like pandas, they eat a lot of bamboo and sleep 17 hours out of the day. Kind of like most of you guys, if you want to do. Uh, they prefer to be active during the twilight hours of the day, so sunrise and sunset. Um, they sleep on their tails at times, using them as a built-in blanket, depending on their environment. Obviously, he looks pretty comfortable there, so he doesn't really need to use his tail. Um, and another cool thing is on the next slide, uh, red pandas actually have six digits on their hands. If you're looking at the picture, they have their five normal claws, and they've got an elongated bone on the bottom of their hand, probably right about here in your hand, and they use it to clamp these two together in order to make a sixth hand, a sixth thumb, you know? Pretty unique, you know? Kind of wish I used to have that for cooking, but eh, we're all out of luck there. Um, the next one we should all know is the moose, right? No, that is not an alligator. Uh, <laughs> the moose is the moose is the largest of the deer family, so it's kind of like a Pokemon evolution. You start off with your deer, and you know about five years later you work up towards your elk, and another seven years later you get your American moose. Um, <laughs> standing six feet, they're related to the deer family. Yeah, so. They stand about six feet tall at the shoulder, and they go on upwards. So, for example, I'm six foot three, so, you know, shoulders, you know, here. And it's going to go probably another four or five, you know, maybe another six feet on top of that to the top of its head. They wouldn't stand up on their back legs, though. I don't know. I didn't research it. Anyway, um, they stand six feet at the shoulder and weigh over a thousand pounds. So, you you don't want to go and run into one of this yeah yes pay attention um you don't want to come across them as a moose can reach 35 miles an hour so most roads that you travel in view is 35 miles an hour the same speed an, an, an adult moose can grow pretty darn fast um moose are also great swimmers and can dive up to 20 feet in the water and hold their breath for a minute this also puts them as possible prey for the orca whale, which we're all familiar with, with Free Willy, you know? Exactly, you know, good thing that doesn't happen. Huh? Well, I haven't caught one yet, so, but I'm also not going fishing either. <laughs> the next slide is the call. oh no, that was the moose diving under the water. I got my lights uh, mixed up. The next slide after that is the Akal Teke horse or the golden horse. 
This is the stereotypical horse that all horse schools think of when they have a horse. This is probably also Newella's favorite horse. Uh, they get their beautiful... <laughs> CJ, please pay, CJ, please pay attention. Um, their beautiful coat is caused by their hair follicles being uniquely shaped, so when sunlight enters them, it bounces around there and bounces out of a different angle, giving it that metallic color. So, I mean, pretty cool, pretty beautiful, you know? I mean, you probably see that horse in Lord of the Rings, you've probably seen it in a Barbie movie, so lots of places it's appeared at. Um, but now we're going to get on some more factual, some really unique creatures for the way they are. Uh, the next slide is, yes, this is the honey mushroom. Now, it may look small, but it is considered, please quit. It is considered one of the largest organisms on the earth being reported at one particular plant or fungi being 3.7 square miles in size. Now that's a yes. <laughs> no. Um, uh. <laughs> um. No, give it to her. It was for her. Because I didn't throw her right. There we go. Um, I mean, that's pretty, I mean, pretty big, guys. I mean, 3.7 square miles. That's large. That's like two miles by two miles. It would take you like four hours to walk around the whole thing. The next one is an aspen tree. Now, you can tell it's an aspen tree because of the way it is. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, one particular grove of aspen trees has been reported to be the same size as 76 football fields. I mean, which is huge. I mean, a football field, I think, is a third of an acre, right? Yeah. Anyway, I mean, huge in size, you know, um, with over 40,000 trees making up this individual organism because all the roots are connected, so it is technically one animal. The population of Butte is 35,000 people. So if each person were to cut down one tree from this tree, there'd still be over 5,000 trees standing. Just utterly massive in this size. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's... Times... By 135. Yeah, pretty huge. I mean, like, can you guys even imagine that? Like, I mean, that's just crazy, you know? The next one is the bombardier beetle. This, this the, the bombardier beetle. No, go back. That one, there we go. Um, this little guy could be considered the world's hottest animal. And the reason why it is, is it can produce a chemical reaction in its body that when spread out reaches 212 degrees Fahrenheit or 100 degrees Celsius. That's the same temperature as boiling water. When water starts to boil, it start, it's at 212 degrees. That's pretty hot. And yes, it is hot. Don't ask me how I know. 
Well, I've burnt myself with hot water before. That's not actually my hand in the photo, if you guys were wondering. Um, <laughs> huh? Yeah, pretty dedicated. Yeah, I know, guys. Um, so another little fun fact about me before we go on to the next part is I was planning on being a paleontologist growing up. Um, that's basically being the studying dinosaurs, extinct animals, nothing, anything that doesn't have to do with humans. So I'm going to tell you some really unique dinosaurs that I've seen and encountered and popped up. So the one on the next slide is Argentinosaurus. This could probably be considered the largest land animal to ever walk the earth. Standing at 70 feet tall, or just shy of the A-frame mines that are all around here at Butte, I mean, it's pretty massive, seven stories tall. The, I believe it is the sports metal, uh, the metal sports building is like nine to 14 feet tall. So more than two thirds of that building is, it's just slightly taller or slightly under that size of that building. Yes, CJ. Uh, nine stories, I think nine to 14 stories tall. We might have fossils under Butte. Fossils, yeah, um, yeah, fossils take a particular, fossils have to fossilize in a very particular way, and so the likelihood of an animal, like, like a roadkill on the side of the road will not become a fossil, it just won't, it's got to be the right conditions for it. Um, they measured anywhere from 98 to upward guesses of 130 feet long. 130. Um, and weighed over 77 tons. To put that in equivalent, that's about the same weight as an af the average African elephant herd. Something that one organism that could be the same size as like 10 other animals is just, I mean, it's mind-blowing. I mean, we have nothing like it today. Um, right, exactly, you know, and the photo on, on the right side, I think, that, young, that girl, that's just its leg. I mean, the foot itself, not even the calf or the thigh, is six feet tall. Its thigh and its calf are another six feet on top of that. Its legs are 20 feet tall just to begin with, and it goes on another 50. And the one on the left side is the full body of it, but you can't really get that perspective from that angle of it. The next dinosaur on this list, it's another long-necked dinosaur. It's called Bajasaurus. The unique thing about Bajasaurus is its neural spines are facing forward, which is different than any other organism. While other dinosaurs have had neural spines before, we even have them on our bodies as well, it's just different that it just faces forward. And you can feel the neural spines on your back. If you put them on like the back of your neck and you feel those bumps, you're probably feeling your neural spine. They're, you know, they're very small, but these probably extended outwards from the skin and they were visible the whole thing to go and see. Uh, you know, very different. The next one is Eniosaurus. Eniosaurus is a ceratopsian similar to Triceratops and those other three horned faced animals. The unique thing about Aniosaurus is its nasal horn goes forward and out, which is different than any other ceratopsian that has exist. Aniosaurus. Um, it's weighed about 3,000 pounds and it was about 15 feet long, so it's about the same size as my car. So if you guys go and step outside, you'll be able to see, I mean, roughly the same size. Um, 
but it's my car. You guys know what my car is, though. Um, um, its name also means bison lizard from Greek and black feet words being kind of combined to get that meaning for it. And, huh? Bison lizard. The lizard part is Greek, uh, meaning um, the, the lizard part comes from the Greek and the bison part would come from the Blackfoot. Um, it was discovered by Jack Horder in Montana and it has only been found in Montana. So on a Montana exclusive dinosaur. Um, this next one cannot be described by words. I will just let you guys just to think about it. This creature is called Tilly Munstrom and just, I mean, it's weird. There's nothing like it even around today. Nothing, you know, just the weirdest thing. So, it's extinct. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. The last, like, five don't exist anymore. Uh, but, I mean, it's pretty weird, guys. It looks... No, the last five were extinct. On the slide, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, so, now you might be thinking to yourself, where are you going with this, Jordan? Some of us just want to go play Nine Square. Some of us want to know what it wanna talks about with the Bible. Um, this is, you know, this is youth group. This isn't science class, you know. Now, you see, after looking at all these different species, you have to wonder what the coolest thing is that God ever made. Human. Does anybody have any guesses? Next slide. Can anybody tell me what's on that slide? That's right. All of you guys. That picture is all of you guys. Well, she wasn't here, but. You guys, every one of you, are the coolest thing that God ever made. The best thing he's ever made. Doesn't matter. Um, when God created all of these things, everything he spoke into existence, there was only a couple times that God got his hands dirty, and he got his hands dirty when making us. Genesis 2-7. And all of this is out of the NIV translation. Do you want to go to the next slide, please? No, you're good. Then the Lord... Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. That's pretty cool. There was only, like I said, there was only a couple times God got his hands dirty. When God made you, he made you in his image. Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. He didn't even do that with the Garden of Eden. He didn't get his hands dirty when he made that. God made everything unique and wonderful. And as Isaac always likes to say, this is probably the only verse you can quote out of Jeremiah, but it's Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And Psalms 139.13-17. And I don't have them up there, but I'm going to read them out here. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. 
all the days ordained for me were written in your book when one of them became to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast the sum of them. God made all of you, every single one of you, with a purpose, to reveal his glory. Ecclesiastes 3.11 and Ephesians 2.20. Let's, let's all read this one out together. For he has made... Sorry, okay. He has made everything in its time. Time. He also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. For we, next slide, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in us to do. <laughs> See, um, this next little information comes from an atheistic stance, but I still wanted to point it out. It's been estimated that 117 billion people have ever been born. God made a plan for every single one of them and for you and a purpose in all of our and their lives. If you don't think you don't matter, no, if you think that you don't matter, or you have feelings of self-doubt, or any of those things. God cared for you so much that when his son, Jesus, our Savior, died, and God poured out his wrath upon him, he poured the wrath of 117 billion people's sins onto Jesus. We can't even fathom that. It's astronomically unbelievable. And Jesus still loves us, and he chose us to take that upon himself. Jesus knew what he was going to have to do for it, and yet he still did it. Romans 8, 38, oh, Romans 8, 38, 39. For I conceived that neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth or anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is Christ Jesus our Lord. You are so important to those, to you who are you are as people. Fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image. Don't even think for a second that you don't matter or you don't make a difference in this world. If God didn't love you, he wouldn't have done any of this. None of it would have mattered. But God loves us all. With that being said, I will end tonight's service. Verse, uh, I will end this with one last verse. Revelations 5.13. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and to all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to go into small groups. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for letting us be here today in fellowship with one another. We ask that you would remind us how much you love us and how much you care for us and all of the things you want us to go and do and all the unique things about us that you have chosen for us to be, Lord. Lord, thank you for making us and having us be fearfully and wonderfully made and putting us at the right time here on this earth to do your will and your purpose, Lord. Thank you for everything that you've done for us. And we ask that you would remind us throughout the following weeks and the days and the years to come, Lord, until we are reunited with you once again of your purpose for us here on this earth. We say these things in the name of your Son, in Jesus Christ. Amen.